Episode 87, Customer Service. You're listening to The Game Changers with Jason Jennings. Leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention. Now, here's worldwide best-selling author and speaker, Jason Jennings, and your host, Dale Dixon. Welcome to The Game Changers, the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential. I'm your host, Dale Dixon. Jason Jennings, great to be with you today. Dale, it's great to be with you again. I just, I've said it before, if I ever say it again, it's going to become disingenuous, but I so look forward to spending time with you and getting to tell stories and talk about the research and your great insights and your great questions. So uh, I'm all set to go. Quick story to share with you. I had a friend, her name's Damien. She sent me an email out of the blue. She's in the insurance business. And she said, hey, can you recommend a good networking group? She was looking for more customers, bottom line. And uh, I really don't do networking groups. And so I didn't have any advice there. And I said, listen, let's think about working on the business to make it more attractive to customers, and they will come. And I said, why don't you listen to this podcast called The Game Changers with Jason Jennings? And it felt a bit self-serving, but uh, I said, I think I would invest the time in the podcast rather than the networking group. So she said, okay, and and she subscribed to it on her phone right there. And by uh, we talked again the next morning, and literally within 12 or 18 hours, she had gone on a binge listening session and gotten eight episodes in and was was raving about it to her husband as they were driving around. And, and he said, thanks a lot. Now I've, I'm listening to this rather than the music. So it was very cool. But it's getting her to a better place with her customers and always a recommendation that I love to make with this podcast. So customer service, I have a feeling there is a great story that's going to start us out about your experience with customer service this week. Was it good or bad? Dale, it was absolutely horrible. It was like visiting Lucifer. So here's what happened. A couple of months ago, it was time to upgrade my phone. So I uh, pop into Verizon. I, I do the upgrade and we turn on the new phone and and I'm all set. And so I shut the other phone off and I threw it in my briefcase. And, and about a week ago, a neighbor, uh, a young kid, wanted a phone. And I said, well, you can have my iPhone 5. And I said, all I have to do is just polish it a little bit and wipe it clean and then it's yours. And so I, you know, I, although I was an early adopter of everything, uh, I'm still a digital orphan because I wasn't born with it. But I mean, I've been on technology for 25 years. And so I turned on the telephone and I go to settings. I go to general. I know where to go way down to the bottom. You want to wipe the phone clean and it won't wipe clean. And then I look up at the top and I see five bars and I see Verizon. And I thought this phone can't still be alive. And so I thought, well, I'll try to make a call. Well, sure enough, it worked. And my email was downloading. And I'm going, well, you can't wipe a phone clean while you're still connected. And so I called Verizon. All I'll tell you is I spent two and a half hours. I must have talked to 15 people. They kept saying, it's not possible. It's not possible. It's not possible. Two and a half hours later, they said, oh, we screwed up. It is possible. Our mistake. We'll fix it. And it took two and a half hours. And I was almost, Dale, I was almost pulling my hair out. And it reminded me of, of a story that somebody told me a few years ago. 
And I thought, you know, I need to share this one with Dale. And it is a, it's a great story about customer service. It seems that this guy passed away. Uh, he had, had a good life, but he finally passed away. And so uh, he floats up to heaven, and he's met at uh, the pearly gates by St. Peter. And St. Peter said, well, you're going to have to make a choice. You can choose to either be here in heaven or you can go to hell. And it's important that you take a look at both. And what would you like to see first? And the guy said, well, I probably should take a look at hell first. I mean, it must be a horrible place. And so St. Peter took him to an elevator and pressed a button and said, enjoy your visit and we'll see you later on. Whoosh! I mean, the guy descends into hell and the elevator door is open. And all of a sudden, there's this incredible cocktail party going on and the drinks are flowing and women in evening gowns and all of his friends are there. And he's thinking, well, this isn't what I was told hell was going to be. He said, this is a pretty cool place. Well, finally, Lucifer said, well, it's, uh, you've had your little taste of hell, so it's time now to go and examine heaven. So in the elevator he goes, push, and he flies up into heaven. St. Peter Greetsman says, now come and experience heaven for a while. And so he puts on a set of wings, and he's floating around heaven in his gossamer wings. And he's thinking it's pretty nice, but it's, it's pretty boring. It's not like an exciting cocktail party down below. And so St. Peter comes up, and he says, well, have you made your decision? And the guy said, well, St. Peter, thank you. He said, but frankly, this is a little boring for me. He said, I, I think I'm going to have to pick hell. And St. Peter said, very well, come to the elevator and puts him on the elevator and whoosh, he falls into hell and doors open. And all of a sudden, it's everything he ever imagined that hell could have been. There are huge cauldrons and pots and people are boiling away and there's wailing and gnashing of teeth and everything is ugly. And Lucifer walks up and he says, welcome to hell. And the guy said, well, this isn't what it was like when I first got to sample it. And Lucifer looked at him and said, well, then you were a prospect. Now you're a customer. <laughs> oh, sad. But in some cases, <laughs> true. Ah, uh, that's what it's like. I mean, people promise everything and they absolutely deliver nothing. And let me tell you where it came from. Now, listen, I think that a number of companies are really committed to offering great customer service because they get something that most companies don't. And let me tell you where I think it began. Milton Friedman, the economist, wrote a piece many, many years ago, and it's now been largely discredited. And he said that it, the only point of being in business was to be profitable at any cost. That business doesn't need a conscience. Business doesn't need to do anything good. Leave that to charitable institutions. Your only reason for being in business is to be profitable at any cost. Well, guess what? That became the Bible of, uh, of a number of unscrupulous people, and, 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 and they embraced it and used it, and it was highly, a highly touted theory for many, many years. Well, our research and that work, Milton Friedman did a lot of great things, but that work has largely been discredited now. Well, our research into more than 220,000 companies around the world for eight best-selling books concludes as following, that there's only one reason there's only one reason to be in business, and it's not to be profitable. Uh, you will be profitable as a consequence of doing it. The reason for being in business is to find, keep, and grow the right customer. Now, think about the importance of that. Your reason for being in business is to find, keep, and grow the right customer. Well, if you find, keep, and grow the right customer, you must offer stellar customer satisfaction. And there's a whole body of work that says, and in fact, when I'm in front of audiences, I always say 
satisfied customers do what? And then I look out at the audience and some people say, oh, satisfied customers tell others they come back. I mean, they'll be a customer for a long time. And I go, that's wrong. That's wrong. Uh, Dr. Earl Sasser uh, of Harvard did the first breakthrough research, and the study's been replicated dozens of times, satisfied customers leave. Being satisfied is not merely enough. I mean, you must be completely satisfied today if you're going to – somebody has to be completely satisfied and the bar is always raising uh, or being raised because what satisfied them yesterday or last year is not necessarily going to satisfy them tomorrow. So if your purpose for being in business – is to find, keep, and grow the right customer, guess what? It answers all the questions. It answers all the questions. And then I would suggest you need to go one step further. And that is this. Everybody in every company respects what leadership inspects. And what should be being inspected on a daily basis is the customer satisfaction of your customers. But now, how do you put teeth in it? And we increasingly find that the only way to put teeth into customer satisfaction is that customer satisfaction should be a component of everyone's compensation. One of the companies I wrote about was Yellow Freight in my book, Less is More, now known as YRC Holdings, the huge less-than-a-truckload transportation company. And uh, when Bill Zollers took it over, he said, well, how do our customers feel about us? Oh, everybody loves us. Well, of course, uh, everybody didn't. He commissioned a study that showed that they screwed up almost one out of every two shipments. And so customer satisfaction became the mantra. And Bill Zollers realized at the time, look, I mean, you know, put your money where your mouth is. And so he introduced a compensation program where between 5 and 10% of clerical workers, I mean, bookkeepers, assistants, their compensation came from customer satisfaction. And for himself, 80% of his compensation came from customer satisfaction. So if you're really going to offer great customer satisfaction, be in business for the right reason, find, keep, and grow the right customer, measure it and inspect it on a daily, weekly, monthly basis, and then pay accordingly. So what are some of the ways that the, the clerical folks had an impact? Let's dive into this a little deeper for the business okay. owner. You were going to ask me about that. All right, let's say you work in, uh, in accounts receivable. So, uh, so someone gets a bill and they think the bill is wrong. So they call the company. Guess what? That person's going to have an interface with the customer. So that's a customer touch point. Or somebody is overdue on the payment of a bill. There's another touch point. Everybody within an organization at some point in time is going to have a touch point with a customer. Or as Charles Koch of Koch Industries would tell you, the world's biggest privately held company. I mean, if they don't, guess what? You probably don't need the position. And the customer service aspect where they're they're focused well the so the compensation is connected even to the CEO level. I think that is leading by example and absolutely fantastic. Well of course it is. Yeah. And Bill Zoller said, I want eighty percent of my compensation to come from customer satisfaction. He said, I need to send a signal throughout this company. And he did. And he turned it around. He turned a disaster all around. So if you're taking some notes or you want something to remember, the tweetable moment out of this, everyone respects what leadership inspects, and it's all about finding, keeping, and growing the right customer. You can learn more about this and dive deeper into the topic out of Less is More, uh, one of the, the best-selling books from Jason Jennings, and uh, we appreciate that. Hey, would you go into iTunes 
if you would subscribe to the podcast first and foremost so that these are delivered to you each and every week when a new episode comes out. If you would rate the podcast, we hope we've earned those five stars and leave a review. Just type up a sentence on how these podcasts impact you, how they change the game for you and what you do in business. We would appreciate it. Any final words for us? Yes. My email is uh, jason at jason-jennings.com. I respond to everybody. I acknowledge everybody. I love getting emails. Jason at jason-jennings.com. Email me. We would love to. All right. Thank you so much, Jason. You have a great week. And remember, this is The Game Changers, the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential. Make it a great one. You've been listening to The Game Changers, leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention with business thought leader, best-selling author, and keynote speaker, Jason Jennings. Read Jason's most recent New York Times bestseller, The Reinventors, and visit his website at jason-jennings.com. Things.com.